Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, best, uh, best-selling author. We talk about all things love, light, and how to live your best life ever here. And I am your matchmaker right here in cyberspace, ready to give you some amazing tips. Uh, today, we're going to talk about um, some things that I come across as a matchmaker that confuse singles, that keep coming up, and I want to clear up some stuff and give you some tips and just help you out here. Um, And you guys, if you love this podcast, please consider rating it and reviewing it on iTunes. It helps others find the show. I know there's a lot of single ladies out there who are searching for your soulmate, and I want to help you with all of my wisdom from 17 years of being a matchmaker. So uh, back, gosh, a decade uh, or more now, I wrote a book called Excuse Me, Your Soulmate is Waiting. Name what you want, feel what you want, and allow it to happen. And it's a book, uh, it's, it's not only just dating tips, but it's a book about the law of attraction and how to um, create um, that energy around finding someone that you want to spend your life with. And um, it was kind of a, described as a fun, concrete, and practical approach to finding Mr. or Ms. Wright. And uh, using the best-selling guide, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, I I challenge readers to stop being victims and take control of your lives. There was a book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn that that I had loved. I remember carrying that book around with me. Um, A coworker had gave me a copy uh, probably in about 2003 or four, and I read that book, and, you know, I had kind of read about the law of attraction before I'd read a lot of uh, spiritual books, metaphysical books, but something about this one just grabbed me. And I uh, carried that book around with me. I read it over and over and I started applying a lot of the principles in it. And well, law of attraction as it would have it, I I ended up doing the, uh, a book in the, excuse me, series for Hampton Roads. Now the book is not in print with Hampton Roads anymore, but I still have a lot of copies and you can go to my website, marlamartinson.com under books and order one. Um, I had a gal from Germany contact me recently and told me that that book, uh, using the principles in my book, um, she found her soulmate and got married and she was so happy that she ordered um, a bunch of books from me and I shipped them off to Germany. So she goes, I want every, you know, all the single girls in Germany that I know to, to read this book. So I, what I, I thought what I would do is share some nuggets and wisdom 
from from this uh, book that I had put in here, and I, you know, I was looking through it, and I thought, there I wrote in here that people are still going through right now, and one of them is you go out with a guy, and you think everything's going great, and then he tells you he's not ready for a relationship, so um, let's go over and unpack this one, because I know it can be absolutely completely confusing and you're like well what are you dating for if you're not ready for a relationship why you know why are you asking me out so uh (laughs) it might interest you to know that few men who say they're not ready for a relationship really mean it that way i know it's hard to accept because if they feed you that line what it really means is they're not fully interested in you when a guy is interested in you, he'll call no matter how busy he is. You know, I know we're all busy. He'll make sure that he reserves you for himself. He's not going to want somebody else to snatch you up. He'll make sure you have plans for the weekend and the plans are with him. If you've been in a relationship for longer than three months and you have to ask where you stand in a relationship, you might as well sit down because the bad news is coming, unless, of course, he strings you along, you know, with some lies. So you go out on a date, you have a fabulous time, you really feel chemistry for this guy, but it's been a week and you haven't heard from him yet. The guy hasn't called you for a week. He's pretty much just not that interested. And women were always, I used to do this too, we're always trying to analyze why a guy's not calling. I used to get have so many, you know, scenarios in my head. Well, why isn't he calling? He said he'd call. Uh, you know, sometimes the woman will wonder, well, should I call him? The answer is no, because when a man is interested, he'll not only call you, but he'll make sure that you know he's interested. You know, oftentimes a man, he knows that he's not interested in seeing a woman again, but he can't face rejecting or hurting her, so he just won't call. Most guys, they're just not comfortable saying, hey, I had a great time. Thanks and good luck. Have a good life. Or, you know, you're really nice, but I just don't want to take you out again, especially when they run the risk of a woman confronting them and asking them why. So don't sit there and think of 101 reasons why he might not be calling It's just so tempting to make up excuses for the guy like, you know, oh, he's so busy at work or he just got out of a long-term relationship. He needs his space or my personal favorite. He told me he's in the middle of moving, (laughs) but none of those excuses will stop a determined man. When a man meets the right woman, nothing stops him from calling or trying to see her. And nowadays there's so many ways to get in touch. I mean, you know, back in the day when I was still single and dating before, I had a cell phone, you know, you'd you'd have to check your answering machine or, you know, oh, gosh, I missed his call or you're wrong, you have a line and you didn't have call waiting. None of that anymore. We have text. We have cell phones. We have, uh, you know, WhatsApp. We have Facebook. We have every, you know, a dozen ways uh, to get in touch. And I remember uh, (laughs) when I was single and and I'd be dating and a guy would say, uh, you know, I'll call you, and I, he'd say the day he'd call and everything, and or, and uh, I I would I was sure that he must be in the hospital in a coma or he must be dead because I you know I told my girlfriend I I go you know Lynn can you believe this I he said he'd call and and he hasn't called so he he must not be able to he must be in a coma or he must be dead but you know what 
they, they never turned out to be dead. They were just fine walking around, dating other people. So um, I, after a while, I kind of got, got the clue that, that just because somebody says they, they're going to call or says they're going to do something doesn't mean they will, right? How many times have people disappointed you in all, in all sorts of uh, scenarios, whether it's dating or um, just friendships or work? So we know that you don't listen to what people say. You watch what they do, and their actions really show you their intentions because um, people say a lot of things, right? So uh, going on to when a guy is interested, he will reserve you for himself. So if you ever try to figure out what's going on in a guy's head about how serious he is about you, um, here's what guys about how they know that you are the one, you know, and they're dating somebody and they know she's the one. They say, I just want to be with her. She's always on my mind, even when I'm at work. Or I just get a gut feeling like this girl is the one. Um, I feel like I can bring her home to meet my family and be proud. I like everything about her. I love the way she walks and carries herself. I love the way she smells. She's so feminine. I feel comfortable around her. I feel like I can be myself. I feel like I want to protect her and do special things for her. Um, she's so classy and elegant. I'm proud to show her off. And a big one, I can really imagine her being the mother of uh, my children. So that's a really big one. So then I had some dating questions, some Q&A that people would ask me. And uh, how, how do you make a, a good impression over the phone? So you know, one of my roles as a matchmaker is answering a lot of questions, offering practical advice to help ensure the success of my clients. And so um, some of these tips are really valuable. So for those of you going through a matchmaking service or making your first contact uh, with your match over the phone, um, say you didn't meet, like just bump into each other or somebody introduced you somewhere but you, or you're on a dating site and then you're going to get on the phone with somebody and it can determine whether or not you end up meeting at all. Unfortunately, many people are eliminated within the first few minutes of that phone call. Oh my gosh, I know it can be daunting and a bit nerve-wracking to make contact with a stranger but at the same time, you know, try to be charming and make a good impression because your soulmate could be on the other end of that line. So a few tips to make the conversation go smoothly is just first realize that other person on the line, he might be a bit nervous. And his true personality, it, it just might not come through. So try to keep the conversation short. That's paramount. So that when you do meet, you'll have lots to talk about. Try to sound happy to hear from, from him and excited about meeting. I've heard countless complaints from guys that their match seems preoccupied, uninterested, or too busy to even give them the time of day. So if you're really serious about meeting someone special, treat everyone with respect and the way you would want to be treated. Um, if you don't have time to talk, then don't pick up the phone. And you could always text. Text them back and just say, gosh, you know, I'm so sorry I missed your call. I'm, you know, work is a bit hectic. I'm looking forward to chatting with you when I'm relaxed and then give them a time. But if you're going to be rushed, um, then don't even pick up the phone because it's so awkward. It's so awkward for the guy. He's, like, excited to talk to you. He wants to ask you out, and then he feels like, oh, my gosh, you know, she's not even interested. I had one man 
uh, tell me when he called his match that I matched him up. Uh, she seemed monotone and uninterested and then asked him to call back later and she quickly got off the phone. So when I spoke with her and asked her, you know, if she was indeed interested in speaking with meeting this guy, she, she said, oh, absolutely. It's just that when he called, I was in the middle of a business meeting, so I couldn't talk. Well, there, there are lots of ways of letting her know, you know, a guy know this is not a good time to talk without squashing his hopes. You can just say, for example, hello, Jim. Wonderful to hear from you. I am right in the middle of a meeting, but look forward to speaking to you. What time would be a good time to call you back? So that's if you do happen to pick up the phone and you're busy. You know, you might pick it up. You don't know who it is. And so <laughs> one of the funniest ones I heard uh, was from a, a gal who returned a guy's call. They had a 10-minute conversation, but she felt he was not too interested because his voice was so low, and he seemed preoccupied. So when I spoke to him, he told me he was speaking that way because he was in a library. Well, he failed to communicate that with her. So um, anyway, I, I often have to step in. And thank goodness, a lot of times when I'm doing my matching, I play concierge and I just set up the date because it's very interesting nowadays, especially with all these te- the texting and the way people are communicating. People really don't know how to talk on the phone anymore. Um, it's, it's very interesting and people were all kind of, it's interesting because we're looking for ways to eliminate someone instead of purposely finding all the wonderful things about someone. So a hot tip here, I'm inserting an extra bonus tip. Uh, when you're on the phone with someone or out on the date, go to that with the expectation and looking for things that are right with that person. Look for the positives because I know we're always looking for red flags and um, things to count somebody out. It's kind of human nature, I think, protection or something, uh, but we can tend to go to the negative. So trying to look for those positive aspects um, is really great. And, um, phone tag seems to be a problem. Everyone's so busy, it's easy to keep missing each other. I've heard I've heard about people playing phone tag for weeks. They never connected, and then they just said, you know what, forget it. I'm, it's not meant to be. And it could have been a great match. Who knows, they could have got married. So my remedy for phone tag is simple. Leave a message for your match uh, with a few possible times. Be available to talk. Have the person choose one. Leave you a message with the time, and there you've got your phone date. And you could do the same with 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 a date. Um, so, having how do you make a good impression on a first date? Moving on from the phone to the date, actually going there. So come to that date with expectant energy. If you're going to make the effort and take the time to look nice, doesn't it make sense to take the time to put yourself in the right frame of mind? So this step, can, it can be more important than the outfit you're wearing or how nice your hair turned out. You can be the most drafted, gorgeous woman in the world, but it still won't guarantee that you'll get asked out on a second date. So take your time before the date. It could be 15 minutes, five minutes, even three minutes. Sit down, close your eyes, take a deep breath, let spirit in and visualize just how you would like your evening to go. Picture everything going smoothly. Picture how you're having a pleasant time with this new person who might be nervous. They might be excited. 
they might be frustrated or burned out with dating or all of the above and more. So come with that expected energy and let any past negative dating experiences go. They have no place in your heart and mind anymore. This is a new day, a new person, and a new chance. Just affirm to yourself that your experience will be just great and fill yourself with that positive expectation. You can also affirm and accept that if this person is not your soulmate, the right one is on the way. Just recognize that each new person you meet can bring something interesting and wonderful to your life. So, um, for instance, uh, on a date with Marsha during, so <laughs> on a date, this guy went out with a girl called Marsha, and um, he had no romantic chemistry, but she was so impressed with his positive, upbeat, and fun personality that she introduced him to her best friend. So she was also looking for Mr. Wright. So, you know, when you put yourself in a positive frame of mind before you even leave the house, you are ahead of the game. Um, I always tell this, this story about a gal who used to live in my apartment building, and I matched her with, um, her name was Monica. I matched her with a guy in, in Malibu. He was a doctor. I forgot what kind. I think maybe a psych- psychiatrist. And I know they dated a few times, uh, but I wasn't sure how they left it. And one day I went down to the parking garage, and I saw Monica, and I knew she was a struggling actress in Hollywood, trying to be a singer, always having problems with money, uh, beautiful, sweet gal, and she was pulling out of her parking space in a brand-new Mercedes. And I said, hey, Monica, what's going on? What is this? You know, and she said, oh, my gosh, Marla, you know that guy you matched me up with in Malibu? Uh, we didn't work out romantically, but he got me a great job, and I'm making so much money. I'm doing so well that I just ordered this Mercedes uh, from Germany, and it just came off the truck last week. And so, um, so she, that was that was that you know that turned out great. So you just never know um, how how it's gonna how it's gonna end, right? It may not end going down the aisle, but it could end in you meeting somebody wonderful that'll hook you up for some work or something like that. So, I want to talk about who pays for what and why. This can be kind of confusing, especially if you haven't dated for a while, and especially nowadays. Uh, You know, it's very interesting. I think about this sometimes um, because women, we want to be 50-50. We want to be equal. We want to be treated equal. We want to make the same money as men. We want all the rights that men have, of course. Um, but when it comes to paying for stuff, a lot of women still don't feel like they should pay for anything. <laughs> um, so it gets a little uh, confusing, right? Um, so if you're part of an upscale matchmaking service, especially the kind where the ladies don't have to pay to join, like my service, um, of course it's customary for the man to pay for the date. But if you're Internet dating, which most people are, um, you know, a lot of times you might expect to pay half because it might just be easier to go get coffee. Um, as I was talking about, you know, men and women's roles are a bit mixed up these days. And, um, you know, of course, women still love to be treated like a lady, and we should be. And, and we still, even though we don't really need protection anymore from a guy, we, we can protect ourselves. A lot of us ladies are stronger than the guys. We're taller than the guys. We make more money than the guys. But we still like that feeling of being protected and taken care for, you know, taken care of. So 
so we do like a like a man to step up and, and be the man on the date. I totally understand that. Uh, a lot of women will test the guy when the check comes. She'll pull out her wallet and how much do I owe? But if he lets her pay half, she finds him cheap and probably won't see him again. I totally understand that. When I was dating, I never knew what to do. After my divorce uh, to my previous husband years ago, I remember this was back in the 90s, and I remember asking a single woman who dated a lot, will he pay for dinner? And she told me that the man is lucky to be having dinner with such a beautiful, fascinating woman, and he should be glad to pay for dinner. So I went with that advice, and it worked pretty well. But you don't want to just take all the time. Um, men will notice this, okay? So if you continue to see, see a guy, it'd be nice to treat him once in a while or invite him over to your place and cook for him. I did that with my hubby Adolfo. The first couple of weeks, he wined and dined me. And then I wanted to reciprocate, and I'd cook for him, you know, a couple nights a week. I, I, I'm vegan, and uh, one of my specialties <laughs> was a vegan stir-fry with tofu, okay? I thought it was really delicious, and I thought he did too because he, he'd eat it. But later, I found out he actually hated it. He was just too polite to say anything until a couple of years later. So he silently suffered through my tofu stir fry just to spend some time with me. So, you know, ladies, go ahead and let the man pay for dinner or drinks, but just show your appreciation with a sincere thank you. And if you continue to see each other, give him a treat once in a while. The guys really appreciate it. Um, a text, uh, a call the next day to say thank you. Um, they don't, you know, a lot of people don't do that. So, all right, that's um, about pain. Now, something else recently that I want to talk about. Is it okay to have sex on the first date if it feels right? So you probably heard the saying, never sleep with somebody on the first date. If you think you might have interest in a, in a guy in the long term, don't sleep with him, even on the second or third date. You know, most Guys, they still subscribe to the idea that if a woman sleeps with them right away, she probably makes a habit of it, doing it with everybody else. Um, re, this one gal had called me up after meeting this gorgeous man that I'd introduced to her. She says she shouts on the phone, bingo, he's wonderful. We had such an incredible time. We had lots of chemistry. But I remembered what you told me about not sleeping with a guy too soon, and it was so hard for me. I had so much chemistry. It was so hard to resist. But I didn't do it. I applauded her and advised her not to sleep with them until they were in an exclusive relationship. Because when two people get intimate immediately, they miss out on all the courting, the flirting, the falling for each other, and that wonderful time discovering each other. So you, you suddenly, when you do that, you find yourself catapulted ahead to boyfriend and girlfriend status but you don't even know each other. So it's really awkward. It's an awkward situation. And you definitely run the risk of a guy never calling you again. I, I had such situation <clears throat> last year where um, a guy, has, he, he dated this gal. I mean, I think they still go out sometimes. He dated her quite a few times. And um, she's wonderful. But he said, Marla, uh, I'm, it's not going to go further. I'm not going to be in an exclusive relationship with her, even though she's fantastic. I said, well, why not? And he says, yeah, she slept with me too soon. She, she's a little bit slutty. She slept with me too soon. And I know, you know, you think in, in 2019, well, that's so outdated, but, but that is in the mind of 
of people sometimes. They think, you know, why is she just hopping right into bed with me? She's so easy. Men kind of want to chase. They want to court. They want to think, this is a woman I want to take home to my family. How many guys is she sleeping with? These things run through their head. So if you're serious, uh, just take it slow. I mean, you don't even know this guy. He might seem so fabulous, and guys will say anything. They'll look into your eyes. They'll say, oh, my God, I've been looking for you my whole life. They'll say anything to get a girl into bed. They're, they That's their, you know, they want to, they want sex. Men want sex. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how they're built. That's nature, right? It's, and it, you know, it's kind of flattering. But uh, you got to just control yourself. There's, there's no rush. So, all right, this is the last tip. When is the best time to become exclusive? Speaking of that. So when I'm giving advice to my ladies about dating, I always tell them to date like a guy until they have a commitment. So many times over the years, 17 years, ladies, I've been doing this, I'll get a phone call or an email that goes something like this. Hey, Marla, thanks for all of your help. I've been on some really great dates, but I met a guy last week at a party. We've only been out once, but I really like him. He's everything I'm looking for, so I'll hold off on dating anyone else and see how it goes with him. Or maybe, hey, Marla, wow, thanks for introducing me to Mark. He's everything I'm looking for, so just put me on hold. No, 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 no. Don't put all of your eggs into one basket after one date, or even a few dates for that matter. You can be sure that the guys are not operating that way. It does happen occasionally that two people just click from the get-go and are inseparable. That's what happened with me and my now husband, Adolfo. Uh, we met and we were together just, it was like, oh, we're, we're a couple. <laughs> but more often than not, the guy's still looking around to see if there's anything better out there or he's testing the waters with you while he's keeping his options open. It just kills me when a woman puts herself on hold when she's seeing a guy. I know he's not exclusive with her because he's still calling me to match him up. It happened recently. A gal, oh God, I matched this couple up. They, she was spending the weekend with him. She went to bed with him on the first date. He invited her for the weekend. He said all the right things. Uh, he did see her for a month or two. But in the meantime, she's like all in love, and he's asking me for more matches. He had no intention of going into an exclusive relationship with her. And it's on her because she should not have jumped into bed with him on the first date and assumed that they're falling in love when he never even said anything about being exclusive. She had no commitment from him, didn't talk about it, nothing. So that one blew, actually blew up. Um, so, uh, all right. So you won't waste your time and you won't get hurt as hurt if he decides to move on, you know, if you, if you keep your options open. So also talk of becoming exclusive or marriage or declaring your love too soon almost always ends up in disaster. Um, so, you know, the guys will feel pressure, um, especially if you bring up having kids. And that's my last tip before I sign off. Ladies, um, keep your options open. Take it slow. Get to know somebody. You really don't know them. Um, you don't know that they're, everybody's on their first best behavior at first. So it's so exciting. It's so great to be going on some dates and, and feeling some chemistry and being excited about it and I want you to keep your vibration high and stay excited and have fun because if you're out there and you're dating and you're not having fun, then what's the point, right? Um, 
it shouldn't feel like, oh, God, I have to do this or a drudgery or um, then your vibration. It's all about vibration. So um, in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about frequency and vibration and how you can actually pull your soulmate into you. You don't have to take so much effort. And I'll share with you uh, some things that I did, uh, law of attraction-wise, to pull in a lot of badass cool stuff. So I hope that all of these tips resonated with you, and I hope that you will uh, take some of these to heart. Um, You can always contact me. Go to my website, marlamartinson.com. Contact me, let me know how these are working for you, and go and get your free guided self-love meditation on my website. It's so great to listen to that. It raises your frequency, and you want to put those high-frequency affirmations into your subconscious. So much love to you. Have a beautiful day, and until next time, bye, everybody.